You're listening to Decolonizing Trauma, the podcast that sheds light on alternative perspectives that contribute to our collective well-being. I'm Yemi Penn. In this series, we will reclaim our voices and rewrite the narrative. Get ready to challenge old paradigms and embrace a future of joy and liberation. The Race to Belong. That was meant to be the name of my next podcast. And as you can tell from listening to this, it's definitely not called that. But this needed to feature in Decolonizing Trauma because the history, the history of it comes from the same place. And I'm pretty confident there will be multi-parts to this Race to Belong. Having moved to Australia nine and a half years ago, my kids and I have experienced more racism in this country than anywhere else. Having lived in the UK, my son lived in America. It was only when he returned back to Australia that he started to realise how this really obvious difference, which had never been a problem before, all of a sudden became the subject of mean comments And so even though I felt like I had done the work to heal my own racialized trauma, I found out very quickly that intergenerational is not just through our DNA, nor through, you know, blowing our dirty trauma through to our kids. But actually what we do not work through sometimes comes back to our children. And this is why I really feel passionate about actually acknowledging and cleaning our trauma. And if you haven't listened to the podcast where I talk about clean and dirty trauma, please do so you've got a lot more insight to what I'm referring to. So in particular instances where my kids have come back home and shared the fact that someone has asked, how was it working on the cotton fields this weekend? And, you know, this is under the guise of joking, can't you take a joke? Or someone making reference to my son's skin colour looking like poo. And and it's weird because the literal the literal part of me says, mm, okay, but what was the intent? The intent was to harm. And that's really the issue with, with racism. But I found as I started to share some of these, you know, inhumane comments, unkind comments happening with kids. And definitely I've I've experienced the same. I've gone to the movies and someone I've come out of the movie and someone's walked past and just, you know, said monkey and walked, kept on walking. And this is where you can almost gaslight yourself and think, did I make this up? And for those of you that are listening, I appreciate, I am conscious of not overly putting trigger warnings, but I will make sure these are always in the share notes. I want you to just tap on the side of your, your palm if you need to just soothe yourself or, you know, I tend to tap on my collarbone as ways to just, you know, regulate myself and remind myself that I'm in my body and I'm safe. But I'm conscious that as I do this work talking around trauma, I might be used to talking about stuff like that, but some of you aren't. So please do look after yourself and self-care. And that is one one tip you can do, tapping. So going back to the racism that we would have faced, all of a sudden I became this voice and this activist for all things racism. And I really didn't want to be. I can't I can't and don't want my race to be my only 
defining identity and I'm so much more than my gender and my race and all these identities and descriptions I've been given but here I was really having to live into this notion that we are the ones we are waiting for and as I would share the situations and things that my kids and I'd gone through the range of responses were quite interesting there were a lot of people who obviously showed a lot of empathy and compassion. There were a lot of people who said, yes, this happened. There were a lot of people who didn't say anything, but then their kid faced racism and they'd come into my inbox. But the interesting ones were those who did show empathy, however, very quickly took it to what they were experiencing to what they have gone through, not necessarily having the same pigmentation as me. So, you know, they might have been lighter brown. They may have been from the Middle East, um, from different parts of Europe where there's a deeper tan in their skin tone. And it just felt like, oh, shit. All of us are just racing to belong. And although I didn't witness or experience any deep oppression Olympics, it just felt like everybody was having a story to belong. Whether it's the LGBTQI plus community, whether it's those with different abilities, whether it's those who are on the neuro, you know, diverse spectrum. Like it really was, everybody just wanted a space to know that they belong. And I thought, wow. So I'm out here thinking, this pain of racism is too close to the bone for me and mine. How can I speak so other people can hear and maybe we can do something about the racism that's really done to those with, you know, pigmentation or melanin as deep and fine as mine? Only to find out everybody else is dealing with their own shit as well. And this really is where a lot of my work on talking about trauma and how we can transform it comes up. Because... I'm going to be honest with you. It's difficult to hear what someone else is saying when you still have your own stuff to work through. So if I want you to support my cause to eliminate racism or anti-blackness, which might be a whole different podcast in itself. That means you are going to need to have tended to your own or and should I say, and or, I'm going to need to understand what your cry for help is. What is it that you have experienced that has you racing to belong? My concern is we are racing in a way of the Hunger Games, where we're saying, fuck you and your problem. What about mine? And I'm really curious to find out where, how do we find this balance? How do we create the space for us all to feel like we belong, but also know we will give attention to the causes, the issues that require our immediate attention. I put a post out recently on my Instagram, which is around this invisible link between historical oppression and the delayed grief that we experience today. And I found that part of my research, which is what I put into this post, really interesting because it gave it language. What everyone has experienced in life, if it was distressing or disturbing, is valid. I know we sit here with the big T and the small T, 
And I truly believe that most of humanity is racing to belong and we may need to define what belong is and we may need to define what the rules of the race is. And when I say race, I'm talking like just typical running race. I'm not even talking about, you know, how we show up with our skin pigmentation. I'm actually saying we are all rushing to get somewhere so that we know we are worthy and we can be seen. But in doing that, I think there's a risk. We're knocking other people down. We're setting up traps. Possibly some of us are just running and we ain't even looking sideways or back. And this is loaded because I know for safety, most of us have felt we needed to do that. And this is my introduction. Is decolonizing trauma maybe looking at a different way? Is it a race? Can we all run the race? Can we all win the race? And if we can't, what the fuck are we doing? We need to figure out what a different, a different paradigm is. Either way, I know that in order for people to lean into my cause, I'm going to need to lean into theirs. All right, that's all I've got for you now. I want to know your thoughts. This is co-creation in this podcast. So I'd really love to hear what comes up for you. What else you want to hear? Any downloads you got? But please do share, connect with me on Instagram, LinkedIn, and as always, love, light, and healing.